What is up, everyone? This is Alex Lieberman, co-founder and CEO of Morning Brew. Welcome back to Founders Journal, my personal audio diary, where I give you, the business builder, the tools you need to think better in order to build better, whether that's building a business, a team, or a new product. I've said it since day one, and I'm going to say it again. Founders Journal should feel like this trustworthy friend and personal Sherpa who helps guide you as you embark on your individual journey of building your business. But Founders Journal should be just one tool in your toolkit to guide you as you build. Another tool that has gained prominence and become less taboo over the last few years is professional coaching. Some people call it executive coaching. Some people call it coaching. I called it professional coaching. And some people compare coaching to therapy. Others assume it's only reserved for top-level executives. I believe that coaching is something that every professional should have access to and should seriously consider trying out. This week, I had my first executive coaching session ever, and I thought it'd be helpful to share what this experience was like for me and what my coach and I spoke about. Let's hop into it. On Monday, I had my first bi-monthly Zoom call with Ryan, my new executive coach. Honestly, I even hate using the word executive coach because it, it perpetuates this idea that you have to be an executive to do it. So I'm just going to call him my coach. Given that Ryan and I already knew each other prior to coaching, we didn't start the session with, you know, these formal introductions or the types of pleasantries you'd share in a new relationship. We dove right in. We got into chatting and started to hone in on some of the themes that were most nagging at me professionally and personally. And it's interesting because I found a lot of the things that affect me professionally and my professional work are the same sorts of beliefs that I have as an individual that affect me personally. Similar to my therapist, which as a lot of Founders Journal listeners know, I also see on you know a bi-weekly or monthly basis. I noticed that Ryan asked a lot of questions to get the full picture of my experiences. He was voraciously taking down notes as I was talking, and he was so clearly actively listening. I'm not sure if you've taken the time to identify what active listening looks like, but for me, I can tell when someone's active listening because they're reacting to your body language and they aren't trying to immediately chime in after you're done speaking. I noticed that from the beginning. Every time I would say something, I would stop. And at first, it felt like this awkward pause for 10 seconds where he was waiting to see if I was done. And I realized it was, one, because he knew his default wasn't to just start speaking, but he was also processing the information that I had just talked about. So I'm going to take you through the different things we spoke about in our first session. The first topic was this concept of codependency. Whether it's in my personal relationship with my girlfriend or in my close work relationships at the brew, I allow the emotions and the opinions of others to weigh heavily on my own emotions. What does that look like? That could look like me saying yes to going out for dinner with my girlfriend rather than ordering in because I'll be worried that she's going to be mad if I decide that I just want to stay in for dinner and, you know, not get out and about. And it's the fear of her being mad in this scenario that's driving me to make a decision that isn't necessarily optimal for my own happiness. Another example would be my girlfriend asking me to go on a run together and me saying yes, even though all I want to do is work out on my own, but I fear her frustration from us not doing a collaborative workout. In work, that could look like my co-founder or someone else that I work with closely 
sending a message to me that I perceive to be frustrated and upset. And my perception of that message causes me to act in a certain way because I want to appease them. I found that this has really ramped up in a remote work environment because it is so incredibly difficult to communicate and receive tone when you're typing back and forth on Slack or email. And so I've found it harder and harder to really understand what is the emotional state of the people in the business that I care a lot about our relationship. And something my coach and I spoke about and we're going to continue to work through is maintaining great relationships with those close to me, but relationships that have healthy emotional boundaries. I can really value someone without having their emotions dictate my own emotions. And my coach used this great analogy of an octopus where he said, you're codependent with other people when your tentacles latch onto them. So in order to continue to survive and thrive, your actions are dictated by their actions. And figuring out ways to detach my tentacles while maintaining strong relationships with clear boundaries is really important personally and professionally. That was the first theme. The second theme that we spoke about was how do I rewire my brain around what it means to be productive? I've spoken about this at length on Founders Journal, but my default setting as a professional has always been to equate productivity to effort. If I am checking things off a to-do list, I feel great. If I don't, I do not feel great. The issue with this definition of productivity is as I've grown as a professional and gotten higher level in Morning Brew's business, the true definition of being productive to the business looks very different. As you get more senior, productive looks a lot more like reading, thinking, asking questions, coming up with new ideas versus doing, doing, doing. And the issue is that if I'm constantly wired to this old idea of being productive, I will actually be less productive and less value add in my current role. And my coach and I even joked about what are classic tells that him and I have when we're starting to be productive through effort and go back to our old ways. And for me, what that looks like is listening to podcasts while running. Obviously, I don't get pumped up <laughs> from listening to a podcast while going on a three-mile run. But for me, it's how I justify to myself that I'm being productive while exercising. One thing he shared is forcing himself to do things to eliminate effort and busyness. So for him, that means him going to walk his dog and not hopping on a phone call or answering emails, but literally just being and enjoying the outdoors. I think he literally said enjoying the squirrels. For me, that could look like watching TV with my girlfriend without messaging people on Slack or reading a business article. It's these small exposures that will make it easier to reframe what productivity means and how it doesn't just mean effort. And the hope is that compounds on itself or can become a habit over time. The third theme that we spoke about was how to be both open-minded and have strong opinions about certain things. Something that I've always prided myself on is my ability to be open-minded and see multiple perspectives around a given topic or issue. And I believe that has helped me to create safety for coworkers to share ideas and opinions without any form of judgment. And it's given me the ability to be empathetic in various work relationships. But the other side of that coin that I have honestly been really self-conscious about is how do I feel really strong conviction or feel really opinionated about things if I'm always open-minded and laissez-faire? And while I think it's important to be open-minded, I also think it's important to be able to form strong views of the world, where the world is going, and where I want to play in that. Because first of all, having strong views helps me or any builder decide 
where do you want to prioritize your time based on where you think the puck is going? And also, I think in general, as a society, people are programmed to gravitate towards other people who have strong views of the world and make calls on where the world is going. The, the analogy I use is people want to be like and follow the Babe Ruths of business. Babe Ruth, you know, is obviously one of the best baseball players of all time, but what he's known for is that moment where he potentially pointed to center field as he stepped up to the plate. And then on, I can't remember, it was the first pitch or the second pitch, he hit a home run to center field. And people love this concept of being the visionary, the picker who sees something before everyone else sees it. The fourth and final theme that we spoke about was how to most effectively spend my time. Some people would say, spend time on things that make you happy and give you energy. Other people would say, spend your time on the things that you're best at. My current view of the world is it has to be both. Obviously, in a perfect world, we would all spend our time on the things we love most. But I think that a pretty great scenario is spending time on the things you're really, really good at because those can turn into things that you really like. Generally, when you're good at things, you enjoy doing them because you get the social validation of being good at it. But also by doing these things that are your superpowers, it gives you the opportunity to ultimately spend time on the things you know you like doing. All in all, in this 80-minute first session we had, we got into some of the biggest questions, concerns, and insecurities that I have around my career and obviously bleed into my personal life as well. It wasn't all answers, but to me, this set a great foundation for exploring some of the things that will ultimately, when I do find answers, make me most fulfilled and most successful in my career and just my life in general. I've said it in the past. I'm going to keep saying it. Coaching can benefit every professional, and that can come in the form of a coach or just a peer that you trust and who is a great listener. If you have any other questions about coaching in general or my first experience with my coach, shoot me an email to foundersjournal at morningbrew.com. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you next episode. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It offers flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business. You can also earn up to $395 in annual statement credits on eligible purchases at select business merchants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard.